Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Hey everyone, welcome back to yet another week. So today's topic was submitted by a listener. So I got an Instagram message over the weekend, um, a DM. They slid into my DMs. I've never been able to say that. Um, but no, really, they asked, um, I know you don't eat a lot of meat. How do you get your proteins? I don't like a lot of meat. So here's my background. Here's my history. We're just diving right in this week. I was vegan for 15 years. Mm, 15, eh, let's say 14 and a half. Let's hedge our bets. Um, so completely dairy-free, completely meat-free or any meat um, like any animal products in general. So no dairy, no honey, because honey comes from a bee and a bee is an animal for those who didn't take, didn't watch Bill Nye the Science Guy. Um, but I had to learn a whole new way of living. Now I chose pre-surgery to start slipping a couple of animal proteins back into my regular diet because I knew I would be restricted on food and it could have been harder to hit my protein limits. Not that I couldn't have done it. I just wanted to make it my success easier by taking a few additional steps. And that was my thought process and my plan. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. So who's to say that was right or wrong, but that's what worked for me, right? So with that being said, um, I still don't eat a lot of meat. I do eat fish. And I do eat eggs. I do not eat shellfish because when you don't have something for that many years, the texture of shellfish is disgusting. Just in case anyone wondered. Um, and even t like tuna fish salads and stuff, that takes a little getting used to for me. It's it's not an easy thing to slip back into, right? So, um, and even then I still limit some of my fishes. Like someone tried to get so serve me swordfish and I tried it. It was like eating a steak. Like I imagine that's what a steak was like and I it was hard for me to, to eat to get my protein. But that's why I was traveling and I did what I had to do. But I want to talk about some meatless protein options because it is actually easier to do. And I'm going to include um, a dairy option, but if you do not do dairy, there are plenty of vegan-friendly versions of this item out there. But let's go ahead and stop. All right, sorry, start with number one. And this, guys, is good for you in many ways because it helps you also hit all of your iron and folate goals. It's spinach. Start throwing spinach in everything. Make sauteed spinach, throw it into your salad, put it on your sandwiches. I like to put it in my Mediterranean omelets we discussed last week. Put it in everything. And it really doesn't have like a, like a super heavy taste. So if you're eating it with a sandwich, it's just going to feel like you're eating lettuce. It, do de-stim it if you're cooking with it because those stems can cook up really hard and it doesn't take very long, you guys. They've made a huge progress in the world of spinach where you get those small little baby bags. But spinach has 5 grams per serving, which is 180 grams. Here's what you want to learn. When you're cooking with vegetables and you're doing your measurements, do them by grams. 
almost every scale out there will do it in grams or ounces. Um, but you'll get you'll find you have a more accurate uh, protein level diet if you measure by grams. Um, seeds. Pumpkin seeds are really big, but also sunflower seeds. Per handful, six grams of protein. So if you're having a snack, a handful of seeds is a pretty easy accomplishment on your new sleeve diet. But also, you can throw that into any protein shake and blend it on up. Uh, broccoli. Broccoli's a hard one for me. I don't love it. I grew up with it being doused in melted Velveeta cheese, most likely, um, in order to eat it. So I had to come up with some different recipes recipes for it. Uh, um, stir fry is an easy one because it kind of takes the flavor of anything else you cook it with. But also, you can roast broccoli with a little red pepper flake. It's pretty good. You can roast it on whatever temperature you want to. I'm usually 350. I'm pretty lazy. And so that's what the oven defaults do. That's what I put it in. So kind of um, put it in like a Ziploc baggie, shake it up with like a little oil, salt, and then make sure you spray Pam or whatever cooking uh, oil you like on the pan or lay down foil and then spray it because it will stick. Um, and then sprinkle some red pepper flakes on there and roast it until you feel like it's where you want it to be. Guys, it's super good and it goes great with whatever your dinner is. If I like to make baked potatoes. It's great for it. It's amazing. Um, and it has five grams of protein per serving. So that's another easy way to get your protein. Um, nuts. If you buy, you know, those like assortments of nuts at the store that people put out for parties and nobody eats this. Spe uh, I can't say the word. Pistachios. There we go. Who knew that was such a hard word to say? Um, but nobody eats them because they're green. They're, like, loaded with nutrients. Suck it up, buttercup. Eat the pistachio. Um, but six grams of protein per handful, which, again, not hard to do. So if you combine a handful of nuts and a handful of, like, sunflower seeds and mix it all together and make your own little trail mix to snack on throughout the day, you have 12 grams of protein right there. Cauliflower is another one. And cauliflower is, I'm like... Everything now. They make pizza crust out of it. They make pasta out of it. I did try gnocchi made out of cauliflower. I wouldn't recommend it. It wasn't wonderful. And whole wheat gnocchi has more protein in it to begin with. Um, but I do like to make cauliflower salads. I make a bomb cauliflower salad, you guys, because I take um, cauliflower and I roast it with a, some like salt, paprika on it. Like always, you want to just lightly toss in oil. You don't have to go nuts. Cauliflower is great at absorbing. Um, so roast it until you feel like it's ready and it's like softer. And then I put it in a bowl and I take, uh, you know at the store you can get like pre-cut veggies. They have like a tri-pepper one, like a tri-color pepper. So I dump that in there and then I put a little more salt, some mustard. I like to do a spicy. Some people like to do a Dijon. And then an avocado. And that avocado and the mustard really act as the dressing mash it all up salt pepper paprika to taste and let it cool you guys every single person that you serve that salad to will love you and you're getting healthy fats from the avocado and protein from your cauliflower and all sorts of vitamins uh with the tricolor -pe tri pepper so you're welcome for that little tip it's a fantastic recipe um beans this is part of why i decided to 
um, put animal protein back into my diet because I could have easily hit my daily goals by incorporating beans into my diet any day. I don't like beans. I know that's a problem. It seems unrealistic for someone who is a vegan, but I, I just don't care for it unless it's like a French sliced green bean or an edamame bean. I don't like red beans or like baked beans, black beans. I will, I can do a black bean if I make it into like a, um, like a spread and I cook it down, I blend it, I put in a bunch of spices so I can't taste the texture of the bean, that kind of thing. But it's just not my favorite. It just isn't, which is why I incorporated fish and eggs. If you like beans and you want to stick to a vegetarian diet, here you go. You can do almost anything with them. Um, but I'll never forget growing up, my father was like, he loved to make chili. And I would just eat the tomatoes, the beef, because I did not grow up vegan, and the soup. And at the end of the night, I would take him my bowl and there'd be nothing but beans left in it. And he laughed every single time. He still talks about it to this day, how his little runt couldn't eat beans. But that's what it was. Uh, any sort of nut and butter, moving on to yummier things. I really like Whole Foods 365 almond butter. Um, it's really yummy. You do have to, um, like a nut butter or an organic butter, you do have to stir up before you can um, like take a spoonful out because the natural oils of the nuts separate. It doesn't have any of that processed crap in it to make it uh, like a conglomerate. Conglomerate? You know what I'm trying to say. Um, to, to make it like a smooth spread. You have to stir it up. Um, it will have a little bit of granular texture in it, but I like it. And let me tell you, two tablespoons of nut butter into my protein shake every morning. My protein shake has 21 grams. I like to use Orgain. I've talked about it before. Um, and two tablespoons of nut butter and some milk. And I have hit like 30 grams of protein for the day because there's 10 gram protein nut milk out there. Um, I think it's by Silk, at least the one I get at Target. And... It has 10 grams of protein in it per serving. So between that milk, the nut butter, and the protein powder from Orgain, vanilla or chocolate, doesn't matter. The chocolate actually kind of makes it taste like it's a, an illegal type of shake, like you're doing something bad, but it's so good. Um, so then I throw in whatever kind of fruit I want, and voila, I have a 30-gram breakfast shake that I can drink throughout the morning, and I've hit half my protein goal. Oatmeal is another one you can throw into your smoothies. Don't do it right away because it is heavier and it is thicker um, in your smoothies. But once you get comfortable, I'd say you're like three, four months out, start throwing like a half a cup of, or not even a half a cup, like maybe a fourth a cup of um, oatmeal, like steel cut grains into your protein shake just to see if you like it and work your way up to a cup because six grams of protein belong in one cup of oatmeal. So if that is a good breakfast food for you, or you're for traveling, head over to that Starbucks and just grab a bowl of oatmeal uh, with your coffee. It works great. The last two are not vegan-friendly, but they are great. An egg, depending on its size, has 6 to 7 grams of protein in it. I like to have a two-egg omelet every morning um, when I have the time. I don't always have the time, so then I go to my shake. Um, or you can do, if you like dairy, Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt is the best. Do not get the flavored kind. Do not get the stuff that's all like whipped up and fake. You want to go for like a natural Greek yogurt and you can put berries on it or whatever you want. Um, 
but that is the better one for you. And Greek yogurt has 10 grams of protein in it per every 100 grams you get. So when you measure that out in your little bowl, and eventually you'll get used to measuring it, and you won't have to do measure your grams every day because you'll just know what that amount is. Um, but when you measure on your scale with your bowl, and you're measuring the grams, 100 grams equals 10 grams of protein. And again, you can throw that into a smoothie verse, instead of oatmeal or nut butter. So with your milk and your fruit and whatever your protein powder of choices. So think about it. And I don't always make a smoothie when I have to do a smoothie. Like if I have to get out on the road or I have an early morning flight, I just grab a pre-made one by Organ because they're super good too. And Costco always has great deals on them. Um, and I still hit it. I try not to go to a pre-made protein shake all the time because it doesn't fill me up like it used to, like a blended shake would. But I do what I can do when I can do it. I make the best out of all the situations. And that, my friends, is 10 sources of protein that are considered meatless because most vegetarians no longer consider eggs meat since they were never fertilized, yada, yada, yada. We're not going down that road. So again, just to recap, add these into your daily diet if you want to eat more veggies and less meat, spinach, seeds, broccoli, nuts, cauliflower, beans, nut butters, oatmeal, eggs, and yogurt. So, and I really do like these all the time. And then if you want to go into the vegan source, I mean, guys, it gets so much better because you can really get so much more creative with this, right? So talking vegan pro uh, sources of protein, all of these will be measured on 100 grams. Remember I told you it's better to measure it in grams? This is why. So Seton has 75 grams of protein per 100 grams. A lot of the vegan, like, pre-made meats or bacon or sandwich meat that you'll find in the grocery store and, like, any any sort of Kroger's or Hy-Vee or Whole Foods or Sprouts is going to have it. Um, they use that to make meatless meat. That's what it is. The other one that they use, but you probably don't see as much unless you're in a restaurant because it doesn't last as long, is Tempa, which has 19 grams of protein per every 100 grams. Tofu has 8 grams. Let me tell you what, I love tofu. I do. And I actually, on my Lizrao official website, on my blog, maybe a year, year and a half ago, I posted up some vegetarian uh, puree options. And one of them I love so much, I still make it. And it was, I cooked some edamame. Then I took some protein, um, some tofu. And I blended that in a blender, the cooked edamame and the tofu. And it made like a edamame mousse, you guys. It is freaking delicious. And sometimes I'll just make some of those, put them in little bowls, freeze them, and I'll take it out the night before when I want to eat it for lunch the next day. Bada bing, bada boom, because edamame is full of protein and tofu is full of protein. It's delicious. And you can season it however you want to. So if you want it spicy, if you want it garlicky, uh, seasonings are your friend. Do not be shy of seasonings, especially if you're going to go the vegan route, because tofu will absorb whatever you season it with. So the more you go, the better it's going to taste. Um, you know, you have chia seeds. Again, another great thing to easily throw into a protein shake. Any sort of lentil. And lentils make great purees. They make great, um, like, 
schmears to go with like some fish or another part of your dinner. Um, super, super good. Quinoa, kind of like a, like a wheat type um, rice grain. You can, again, season it however you want to. One of the good ways to do it is to cook it and then put in some lime juice, salt and pepper, a little bit of oil. And then I like to, um, I like to put in a little red pepper because I like a little spice. But a lot of people will put in more like garlic and stuff. So it's, it seems more like you're having like a garlicky rice for dinner. It's pretty good. You should try it. There's lots of um, salads out there. And you can take any tabula recipe and switch it out for quinoa and kind of get the same effect. Um, but 5 grams per every 100 grams. Uh, pumpkin seeds have 19 grams of protein. That is a very particular taste. So you either like it or you don't. Chickpeas, aka what hummus is made from. But you can actually go to the store and get a can of chickpeas. Like any, any grocery store will have it. Kind of like drain them, wash them, dry them out, and then toss them in oil in whatever seasoning of your choice and just roast them. You guys, it's the best salad topping you're ever going to get. And 100 grams has 19 grams of protein. So like croutons are kind of a waste, right? They offer zero nutrition for us. You can replace croutons on a salad with roasted chickpeas. I kid you not. But again, you can go to Pinterest and find a zillion recipes on how to use chickpeas. Hemp seeds is another one, super great, 32 grams of protein. Almonds, 21 grams. That's why I, when I buy nuts, I just buy the almonds versus mixed nuts. But sometimes I like a little more salt, and I love a salted pecan, which are very hard to find, by the way. And they're not as nutrient-rich. rich. They're far more fatty, but I love them. And then specifically, black beans have 21 grams. So there are vegan protein options out there as well. So you all can get really creative, mix and match. If you're thinking about going the vegan route, I recommend Elise Silverstone's book, The Kind Diet, because it does a really good job of explaining the different processes from vegetarian to vegan to, um, I can't think of the last one, My, uh, micronutrient which is where, where you do a lot more of the greens and things like that. But it comes with, I don't know, 200 recipes. It's awesome. I cook out of it all the time. There's this hearty soup in there. I love to make, and there's a cabbage pasta. Oh, guys, get it for the recipes alone. But she has a full-on diagram of nutritional sources. So if you're thinking about doing it, I recommend getting her book. It was really awesome for me when I decided to go vegan. And when I was getting stuck, it was really good. Um, here are some other just like if you're traveling or you're going to restaurants or things you can do. So I love a Mediterranean restaurant and I love falafels. So I knew this one going into my diet. A, one falafel, or sorry, two falafels has only five grams of protein. That didn't, that didn't make me happy. Um, but I knew that I needed to get a little more of the tabbouleh and tahini and other things, right? So kind of keep in, in mind your proteins that you go to when you're traveling. So as I kind of discussed last week, I was off to Mexico. And so I apologize. My podcast was super short last week, but it seems like you all liked it. I got a lot of responses from it, even though my cat was trying to take it over 90% of the time. Um, but know how much protein and egg is. 
Know what your milk is. Know what your Greek yogurt, your ricotta cheese is another good one. Five grams per serving. Um, your hard cheese, you can pack that and take that with you. Um, again, mixed nuts. If you're ordering out, you know, look for the things that you know are good for you first as far as your protein options. Try, if you can, high protein, low fat. It's not, it's not easy when you travel. And, you know, I talk about bariatric fat all the time. Really kind of saved my life in a couple circumstances because we're at these events. It's not like I'm going on vacation. And so the events are catered, literally catered, to the average person, right? So that's a carnivore, let alone a dairy eater. So twice I was at events where they didn't have anything I could eat because there were two different kinds of meat stations. There was a carving meat station, and then there was, like, pre-made bacon-wrapped chicken and, like, all this other stuff. And then there was a pasta station, and I was like, well, I guess I could do red sauce and a pasta and just suck it up. And then I go over, and they're all stuffed with cheese. They either have meat or cheese. So I pre-packed some of my snacks. I love the pretzels, and I love the Czech mix. And... So that's what I ate. And I got 22 grams of protein out of that meal. Wasn't the best, but I had them on hand for that very reason. So if I couldn't get real food, I would at least have something as a backup. I don't recommend it every day to work into your protein diet, but I really do like these things. That's why I talk about them. Um, And you all know my code, LRO15, for bariatricfile.com if you want to try some of them. Um, They have vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, dairy-free, kosher, all the things. Um, But anyway, so you have to know what your, like, metrics are for the things that you're going to gravitate to. So if you know there's a buffet and you know they have an omelet station, you can go there and know what veggies to add in with it or what cheese is in order to hit that goal for the day. Um, Things like that. So other things you really have to consider in your bariatric process is your iron zinc, B12, calcium, and omega-3 because um, a lot of times it's found in fish but also eggs and certain nuts. So if you're not eating eggs or fish, then you definitely want to make sure you get some nut intake. They are higher in fat, but it's a good fat and you do need it in your diet. It helps everything else work. It really does. And it's good for your ticker. Um, Don't, you know, I know I knock keto a lot, but here are the things. Keto is really based on fat first, and we got to go protein first for life. You really have to think about that first. So whether you've already gone through this process, you're getting ready to go through this process, or you're just looking for new ideas, I highly recommend The Kind Diet by Alicia Silverstone. Um, But also go to Pinterest and just type in uh, vegan protein meals and just see what recipes pop up or vegetarian or salmon if you're if you'll eat salmon but you won't eat like tuna you know what I mean so there are different ways to do this and do it well and make it a success for everybody involved um but if you have any other questions or you need a a couple of extra recipes like I said I had some up on my blog at lizraofficial.com slash blog or on youtube I had a dairy-free ricotta bake um, for my puree stage because everyone kept talking about it and I have this picture of it by the way from the day I got to eat my first two ounces and I have zero makeup on 
I'm chubby. I still feel swollen by the by, by the time I got to purees, I still felt swollen. And it's probably, I don't know, my week three. Um, but I'm like so happy to have a puree and not a shake or soup. And I'll have to post it. I'll have to find it and post it um, in my stories or maybe even with this podcast update. But um, like that, that two ounce ramekin bowl just gave me a renewed sense of life. <laughs> but it was actually super good. So I have that on YouTube. Again, those were all official. Um, but you can always DM me on Instagram. Let me know what's up. Let me know what questions you have. Or if you are get, getting prepped for Thanksgiving and you need some options, I have a tofu stuffing that I make as well. So with that being said, guys, let's talk soon, shall we? Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.